Weird. enthusiasts and welcome to weird this is the podcast that brings you all the news that you can use to blow a fuse and it's all true my name is aaron and my name is craig we will be your host through this strange news spectacular if this is your first time listening to weird welcome each episode of weird is a podcast in two parts the first half is what we call our weekly weird, and that's where we bring you the most recent weird news stories. And for the second half of the show, we have our big story. You're supposed to echo. Oh, story, story. Thank you. This is where we talk about stories that are so strange they need more time than the stories we talk about during the weekly weird. The big story is where you'll hear about alien abductions, Bigfoot sightings, real-life monsters, and things like that. Yeah, and tonight, our big story is going to focus on the ghosts that roam the halls and the rooms of the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. You may know why. it. You may know it as the Shining Hotel or the place you just visited. Yes, yeah, and I'm which, still ex- which super I understand excited about that it. that movie didn't actually shoot any of that actual place. Uh, the original Kubrick, no, yeah, right. It was not. It was all. Not there. It was. It was all. Well, fake. It was all a soundstage. Uh, in, like in like England. the like like you think the moon landing is. <laughs> anyway, so that's coming up a little bit later. But now it's time for. Story. Man named Tupac A. Shakur arrested in Tennessee. What do you think the A stood for? Alan. <laughs> <laughs> what else would it stand for? Yeah, it's a local story. Yeah, Johnson City, Tennessee. Officers with the Johnson City Police Department arrested 40 year old Tupac Alan Shakur <laughs> of Elizabethton. Well, that's in Kentucky, isn't it? No, well, no, this is, there's a, apparently an Elizabethton, Tennessee. How about that? Uh, they arrested him on a variety of charges, including aggravated assault, resisting arrest, simple possession of meth, uh, and unlawful drug paraphernalia, not to mention faking his own death. Uh, officers <laughs> responded to a call on East Unaka, Unaka Avenue on Friday around 5.40 p.m. in reference to a person with active warrants from the Carter County Sheriff's Department. When the uh, officers arrived, they said they saw a vehicle leaving with Shakur inside. The vehicle was later located and contact was made with Shakur. Uh, As he was being arrested, authorities reported that Shakur pulled away uh, and reached for his, as he pulled away, he reached for his waistband. He then turned towards officers with a knife in his hand, oh, according boy. to reports. After a brief struggle with the officers, he was placed in custody. I thought he was going to get filled full of holes again. Yeah, <laughs> again. Shakur uh, also had a syringe and multiple baggies of methamphetamines in his possession. Authorities said uh, he was taken to the Washington County. It uh, seems like a far way to take him, really. It does. In Tennessee. <laughs> the Washington County Detention Center, where he was held on an $18,000 bond. Now, short story, but you just can't pass up a story where you've got Tennessee and Tupac Shakur. Yeah. Shakur. Shakur. Yeah. The That's the I, weird part. That is the weird part. All right. Hit, oh, wait. Uh, we got this. Food, 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 food
whatever. You can eat your food, 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 food. Headline is brazen McDonald's robber forced to Not pay. Not to be confused with Dairy Queen Brazer. No, no. Uh, forced to pay five pounds for cheeseburger to get the till open. Five pounds of what? I don't know. This must have been overseas. An armed robber who raided a McDonald's in the Midlands was forced to buy a cheeseburger in order to get the till open. Daniel Allen Parabron struck uh, struck at a Co- Coventry McDonald's and was told the till couldn't be opened. Was that a McDonald's run by nuns? <laughs> the till couldn't be opened without uh, something being bought. So we ordered a cheeseburger to get it open and even handed over a fiver to pay for it, reports Co- Coventry Live. Would that be a nunnery? I don't know. Parabron of Owsley Old Road Chapel Fields was jailed for five years on Friday. How do they jail him for five years on one day? It's like they had to get Neil deGrasse, whatever his name is, involved. (laughs) It involved physics and bending the planet. This was a couple of weeks ago. Oh, oh, because the planet's flat. Okay, they can fold it. Let's not start with that. Okay. After he pleaded guilty at Warwick Crown Court to two charges of robbery and two of attempted robbery. He had burst into the fast food restaurant and placed a note on the counter, which read, I am armed. They said, sir, we see those arms. Yeah, You're well, also you, legs. Yes, I've got arms, too. Thank you. <laughs> I think he had a British accent, probably. He said, I am armed. Give till cash now. And she said, till what? To win. He told staff. Till Tuesday. You're going to have to. I'm armed. It was one of. Again. <laughs> everyone we know. times Parabron struck in 12 hours. He has now been jailed for five years after admitting two robberies and two attempted robberies. Parabron was caught shortly after the raids in June last year in his home, uh, city of Coventry. Judge Peter Cook said that Warwick... That's such a British name, isn't it? Peter Cook said that Warwick Crown Court, I accept this bizarre few hours in your life, uh, was the product of something of a psychiatric collapse. Your behavior... Has that peculiar flavor. Oh, he's a rapper, too. Yeah, yeah, he rhymes. To it, and was not about obtaining money. There's no suggestion you had a weapon, but the people on the other end of the threats were not to know that. Ian, that's another really good British really name. Another really good yeah. British name. Ian, Ian, Win- Ian Winbridge. Ian Winbridge. <laughs> defending said that a few days earlier, Parabron had attended St. Michael's Psychiatric Hospital in Warwick and remained there for the night. Uh, a night or two before voluntarily discharging himself. He has mental conditions, but they did not contribute to the offending, nor did they require hospital treatment, said Mr. Winbridge. I'm going to call him Ian. He goes back to Coventry. He doesn't really know what he's doing. He makes comments and writes notes. Uh, he wasn't in need of the money. It was a cry for help, but not a substantial So he was just kind of crazy. Yeah. Hey, stalker. Find you know stalkers follow around pop stars, celebrities, yes. and sadly a lot. Sometimes they end up dead. Not, and the, not sometimes the, they just follow around regular people. Yeah, just follow around regular people. We Anybody have a, actually a have a we have a friend we won't name names that this happened to, and <clears throat> I'm not naming it's just names. horrible. Yeah, you don't know who it is. No, I don't. Anyway, stalker finds pop stars home by studying the reflections on her pupils oh, and her selfies. This is an intelligent uh, stalker. Yeah, I think it was a her. The star. Anyway, yeah. uh, Tokyo. Ah, Tokyo. <laughs> a man arrested on suspicion of stalking a f- yeah, female pop idol used the reflections on her pupils. She had a lot of students around her all the time. Well, he had to have, he must have Photoshop where he can blow it up and then just, you know, yeah. alter the, the density and all that. Right. The density. Yeah. The clarity. All of it. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, 
he used the reflections uh, of her pupils in photos she shared on social media and Google Street View to find where she lived. I think there'd been an easier way. <laughs> Tokyo, Tokyo police declined comment on the specifics of the investigation, but confirmed Friday that 26-year-old Hibiki Sato was arrested September 17th on suspicion of indecent behavior in connection with stalking and causing injuries to the 20-year-old woman. The police official who spoke on the condition of anonymity, uh, as is often police, uh, I'm sorry, often policy uh, at Japanese bureaucracies, let's just get ugly about it now, <laughs> said the, I couldn't just say which is often policy with Japanese police, with the bureaucracy, said this case was related to uh, the reports about a stalker and pupil images. Police um, described Sato as an avid fan. He's more a, like a rabid he's fan. A avid fan. Pol- uh, public broadcaster NHK and other Japanese media reported this week that details in the woman's selfies were used to identify the train station. This guy would be great on 4chan. Man, they, somebody needs to talk to him, get him in the FBI or something. Yeah, but remember 4chan. They can oh, find yeah. Uh, who says he, he may be Shia, on 4chan? Shia LaBeouf? They yeah, they, follow, they, they, blowing a car horn. Yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> Watching those those airplanes. Yeah. I mean, just, still to this day, one of the most intriguing things I've ever heard. I love that he just finally gave up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just gave up. And I, I still want to see his new movie, by the way. Which he's saying has changed his life around. Apparently, it's had an effect on him. Well, I hope so. Uh, what's it called? Be- P- Best of luck. Something I can't remember. Look up the new Shibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibib
headline is Florida woman needed surgery after her waiter put liquid nitrogen in her drink. And this is what the lawsuit claims. I saw in Jason X, the one of the, the Friday the 13th later movies where he's in space. He shoved, <laughs> he shoved a woman's face into a, a sink full of liquid nitrogen and then shattered her whole face. Oh. So do you think this, do you think this shattered her esophagus? esophagus? Because one thing I've learned since the 1980s up until now, everything in Friday the 13th, the most horror, decent horror movies, is is real. I mean, it, yeah, it happens. Yeah, it could happen. It could. Freddy. It, it, it really. Mercury. Yeah, Freddie Mercury. Yeah. <laughs> a Tampa woman went to dinner for her birthday last year. Well, that's with, not much of a story. A lot of people go to dinner. With one of her best friends at a hotel in St. Beach. Or St. Pete Beach, Florida. For Pete's sake, you guys quit doing that. Instead of celebrating, she says she was nearly dead. She said, I nearly died. There was an explosion in my chest. Stacy Wagers, age 45, told NBC, I couldn't speak. I felt like I was dying. Scary. In the lawsuit filed against the hotel on Friday, Wagers alleges that she became gravely ill within seconds after drinking water, which contained liquid nitrogen. Wagers and her friend had just finished dinner. At the Maritana Grill on the premises of Don Cesar Hotel on November the 11th, 2018. So it's almost a year ago. When the woman saw their waiter pour a liquid on a nearby table's dessert and that made it smoke. Wager's friend told the waiter the smoke effect looked cool, and the waiter then poured the liquid nitrogen into the woman's the women's glasses of water. Of course, I didn't think it was dangerous at <laughs> it's all. It's still better than... You know, pouring gasoline and lighting her face. Yeah, or dunking her head. And dunk her head. Yeah, yeah. Either one of those. Of course, I didn't think it was dangerous at all, Wager said. He had just poured it on a dessert. The women drank from these glasses, and Wagers became ill immediately, according to the lawsuit. An ambulance was called, and Wagers was taken to the uh, ICU, where she remained for days. Because of the liquid nitrogen, Wagers had to have surgery to remove her gallbladder. It made it that far. I would, I would have thought it would have killed everything from the back of her throat to her stomach. Parts of her stomach were also removed. Oh, there we go. Where tissue had been burned by the extremely cold temperature of the chemical. Wagers has lost over 25 pounds from the incident. Well, good for her. Well, you know, and this brings up a point. You and I, we were talking about, why is it, okay, this is kind of gross, but it's weird. This is the weird show. <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay. You ever eat ice cream? Oh, well, every night. No, let me finish. And then, <laughs> then, then you kind of, you, you kind of like, if you burp or something, it's still cold. No. Like cold air. No, that, you never notice no. if your ice cream stays cold in your chest for a while? Uh-uh. Like, like. So could you imagine? Well, I've asked other people and they agree. Okay, you just eat it so quick. I probably do. Okay, next time you eat an ice cream, burp and see if it doesn't no. feel like it's cold. So the thing is, if that's the case, could you imagine how if your body can't warm up freezing cold ice cream that quick? Yeah. How does your body have a chance of reducing the temp or increasing the temperature? By of, the way, of something like nitrogen? speaking of ice cream, Lori called me. Uh, Darn it! An ice cream snob this week. Well, you are since every. I, okay, let me apologize. I've ruined you with ice cream. You I, have. I told you're you, absolutely right. You have. I told you to go get Bluebell, and I said no. It's too expensive. And then a friend of mine had uh, had told me and he's, he used perfect logic. And if you're listening, Harold, you're the one who told me this. He said, "You know, we're funny. We we balk at paying six or seven dollars for an an actual half gallon of ice cream, which no one else gives you a half no, gallon. You're just getting little bits." He said, "But one. you go to Dairy Queen." Yeah, you, you pay twice that for a cup for a cup. Yeah. So really, when you look at it that way, yeah. Why, why would you not just pay the six or seven dollars and be happy with it? So, you're you're and in fact, by yourself, if you got a well, you you two fist the, the peanut butter parfaits. <laughs> I do. So two peanut butter parfaits aren't even a pint of ice cream. 
heck no. And you spend easily $10. Yeah, no more than that, yeah. If you got two of them. Yeah. If you get a large blizzard, that's probably what? Eight bucks. But but still, like two pints, maybe, if if it's that much. If it's that much, If it's that much. So, So, Bluebell. So, okay, aside from that... So, so you were like too expensive. I'm like, I gave you that. Yeah. I gave you that logic. I right. think you realize that is true. Yeah, it made sense. What my logic? It was give, it was gifted to me. I gifted it to you, and I accepted wisely. And, and then you tried Bluebell. Yes, and it was first like, time in and my it, life. And it was like rainbows and unicorns. It was like so. This is ice cream. Yeah, it's. I mean, even though they've got a a, a checkered past. Oh, and that doesn't bother me in the least. Things um, happen. Uh, Think, well, know. well, but it was because of their own discrepancies. Yeah, it wasn't accidental. Happen. But, um. It is now. I do think the la- the last time I tried their uh, banana pudding ice cream because you didn't have it before they went almost went out of business. But I think they've changed the recipe. It doesn't seem quite as awesome as it did. The- it's still good. Don't get oh, me wrong. Oh, it's good. Yeah. And if you put a scoop of chocolate and a scoop of banana, well, you get chocolate cover uh, frozen oh, it's banana, delicious. like one of those chocolate dipped bananas. Yeah, yeah. But I've never um, I've never had a flavor from bluebell that i did not enjoy whether it's a something i wouldn't necessarily go to like pistachio yeah amazing um i mean just any any their vanilla embarrasses regular vanilla oh absolutely their vanilla blows away it, you know it's just it's just good so Lori calls and she's going by the store do i need anything yes. and by the way we're not getting money from bluebell but no. bluebell if you're listening please send us coupons for free bluebell and the reason i like I mean, I, I like Bluebell so much that I have stopped shopping at Kroger because they only carry three or four varieties at yeah. a time. And yeah. I now shop at Walmart, who has, last count, they had like 17 varieties available. Oh, wow. A lot. And, and, and they frequently do, I don't know about Walmart, but Bluebell frequently would go, or fairly frequently frequently would go on sale. Yeah. Like, well, I, yeah. Remember, I remember one time we were stocking up when all the kids were still here at home. You know, they've one's married now and one's college and one, you know, whatever. But, whatever, yeah. But, which means more ice cream for me. But we, we uh, Kroger or somebody did like buy one, get one free. And well, we were buying up that stuff as fast as sure, we Sure, absolutely. We had like, nothing feels better than having a deep freeze downstairs full of Bluebell ice cream. See, I grew up a Briars guy because my yeah. dad ate Briars. I know. And we and, didn't have Bluebell. And nothing, it wasn't an option and, that I know of. And, to, and honestly, to me, Briars. I always sort of lean that way. Sometimes we'll get briars, but honestly, when I'm on it, when I'm really honest about it, it wasn't the best of the best. I mean, it was in my memory. It was really good. Well, it, it was good, but then again, it's not anymore. As a kid, you'd almost eat that ice milk crap your grandmother had. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, as a kid, as a kid, ice milk. as a kid, you would you would uh, convince yourself snow cream was a delicacy, <laughs> not the white, not the yellow, or the muddy, yeah, yeah, or the yeah. muddy snow. But you know what I'm saying. So anyway, how do we get off on the ice cream? I don't know. Oh, well, Lori called me a snob. Oh. oh, she was at the store, and I, I said, get some ice cream. And she she called me, and she said, Bluebell, they've got Dutch chocolate, vanilla, uh, something, she, she oh, butter pecan. Was she Kroger? Yeah. And I said, I, Dutch chocolate? And she said, well, Briars has all the flavors. You, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want it. Look, woman. By the way, there's a new variety of Bluebell. And they've had it all summer. It's called Ice Cream Cone. Have you seen that? No, a bit of ice cream cone in it. It's got chocolate-covered ice cream cone in it. I mean, mean, Purity's been doing some of that. It's so delicious. It's really good. Is it magically delicious? It probably, you could put it that way, Did you ever have the, I think it was the Purity that had the uh, Little Debbie oatmeal cakes in it? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. That was. We have a podcast to do. Okay, back to. So I started off. The reason that we got into this because I was talking about ice cream being cold. That's it. When you when you eat it and it stays cold, if you burp or something after you eat ice cream, and and it cold air still comes out. It's like what the heck? Could you imagine your body trying to 
process process yeah. liquid nitrogen it's no, so cold it's hot it's so cold it burns yeah yeah Okay, so I'm going to back up a little bit. Of course, I didn't think it was dangerous at all, Wager said. He had just poured it on a dessert. The women drank from these glasses, and Wagers became ill immediately, according to the lawsuit. An ambulance was called, and Wagers was taken to the ICU, where she remained for days. Seems to me also you would use dry ice. Yeah. Not a liquid. That's still dangerous. It, correct. Yeah. But it's more manageable. You would think. It's more manageable. Yeah. Because of the liquid nitrogen, Wagers had to have surgery to remove her gallbladder. Parts of her stomach were also removed where tissue had been burned by the extremely cold temperature of the chemical. Wagers has lost over 25 pounds from the incident and will have lifelong digestion issues. The place is now called Wagers Grill. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be. You're not supposed to just pour it in someone's drink and allow them to just take a big gulp of this, Braun told NBC, uh, uh, talking about the waiter. Liquid nitrogen is colorless, odorless forms of nitrogen that exist as a liquid at temperatures around negative 320. Yeah. She's lucky she's alive. Yes, she is. What if that would have, what if that would have um, basically burned holes in the side of her digestive system or oh something? Oh, my gosh. Like maybe I don't did, want to think about it. That'd be terrible. Both liquid nitrogen and dry ice can cause severe damage to skin and internal organs. If mishandled or accidentally ingested due to the extremely low temperatures they can maintain, the FDA has said, as such, liquid nitrogen and dry ice should not be directly well, consumed there you go. There you go. or allowed to directly contact exposed skin. Okay, so let's go back. That sounds like criminal negligence. It does. It sounds serious. Let's go back to the stalker story for a second because I forgot. We don't do movie reviews anymore, but I watched a movie this week. Uh, where John Travolta played a stalker, but he was not. He, oh, which one is that? I've forgotten the name of it now. But he had a mental issue like. So do you. <laughs> not like bipolar or something. He was really slow. Um, but it was a good. I think I, if we were still reviewing movies, I'd probably give it um, four out of five duct tapes. Was it the fanatic? Yes, that was it. The fanatic. He plays Moose. That's right. Moose, yeah. All right, everybody. That's going to wrap up just, the Weekly Weird. Well, I'm just looking to see if there's anybody else. There's, no, there's absolutely no one else. No, I didn't recognize anybody in it, I don't think, besides John Travolta. And it took me a minute to recognize him. Hey, stick around because our big story is coming up next. We're going to be talking about the Stanley Hotel and the ghosts that reside there. So don't touch that fast forward button because we'll be back in one minute. How's your performance level? If it's not 100%, you may need help from Pelt Performance. At PeltPerformance.com, you get products that enhance your physical and mental performance. From state-of-the-art compression socks to backpacks and water bottles, Pelt Performance takes you to the next level of performing. Go to PeltPerformance.com and use the discount code PODCAST at checkout to save 20% off your first order. And check out their new podcast, High Performance Life, with Chris Sperlick. Have band-themed boxes sent right to your door for just $49 a month. Each curated band box includes two brand-new vinyl records by the same popular, critically acclaimed artist, an illustrated track-by-track listing guide, and an exclusive magazine about the featured band or singer. Don't want the records we send you? Exchange them for any title in our catalog. Pause or cancel your subscription anytime. Go to bandboxrocks.com and enter the code WEIRD at checkout to get your first month for half off. Weird.
Hey, 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 we're back. This is the big story. You excited, yeah, you excited about this? Shoot, yeah. Um, so I'm still thinking about that ice cream. <laughs> I'm going to go home and have some in a minute. Can I talk about that? We're, we're at the alternate studio tonight. We are. If we were at Lee Berry, we could just ask Front Drama to go get us some Dairy Queen. <sighs> we could still ask her. <laughs> she wanted to know where the alternate studio is. She kind of gave me a hard time this week. Oh, well, she doesn't need to know. No, she's on a need-to-know basis, and she, we don't want her to know anything. She says she's front drama, and she should know. Hey, listen, let's get to this big story. Go ahead. Are you ready about this? Because I know you're pretty excited about this. Yeah. Um, I just returned from here. You what? I just returned. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's why this is probably the story. But anyway, what, is the, what is the big story, Craig? Each, well, I got to talk about what it is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What is it? Oh, well, what, what, oh, what? oh, you didn't mean this week. You meant what is right. it what, what is our big well, each, story? Each week on Weird. That's the Hey, that's us. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, we focus on a single weird story that deserves more attention than the usual stories that we bring you. This is where we bring you conspiracy theories, UFO stories, real life monster stories, or maybe like real life Hobbit uh, stories because <laughs> I work with one here across from me. Bigfoot, Mothman, things like that. Really strange stuff. Now, we're just covering the stories because they're weird and we find them intriguing. We're not necessarily saying we believe them. We're not not saying we're not, true. not believing That's them. That's true. So keep that in mind. And if, you're, if you've got a good story you want us to cover on the big story, um, just let us know. But uh, as for right now, here's the big story. Big story. The Haunted Stanley Hotel. What was that scary when I said it? Kind of like Boris Carlin? Kind of was. Uh, Colorado's famed Stanley Hotel is a repeat guest on the most haunted list. The, the Estes Park Hotel, most definitely worthy of a day trip from Denver. Uh, was it a day trip? It was a day Took trip. Took you a while yep. to get there? Yeah. Uh, uh, they've also hosted its fair share of paranormal paranormal investigators from shows like the Travel Channels. We never really find ghost hunters. <laughs> the sci-fis, uh, ghosts seem like they'd be fun if they were real. Uh, the hotel's <laughs> paranormal investigator, Lisa Nyhart. They've got their own paranormal investigator. Yeah, they do. Who le- you know, I'm picking on those shows because they don't once find any, never find anything. Well, they show you little uh, blips and bleeps. They, they, and I can go out right now and go to a dusty cave and show you uh, what, what they call orbs. Well, if it was uh, the uh, the, uh, the 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 witch, Bell Witch Cave, I've been could. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've, got pi- I've got pictures it's our, of, in our backyard. I've got it. I've I've got pictures of the orbs. You know what they were? Dust, B- bugs, dust. <laughs> Uh, the hotel's paranormal investigator, Lisa Nyhart, who leads monthly ghost hunts, which are uh, more in-depth than the 90-minute hotel tours that happen multiple times throughout the day, has referred to the hotel as a Disneyland for ghosts. No, the haunted mansion at Disneyland or Disney World would be the Disneyland. <laughs> what if that one was really haunted? And nobody knew. Yeah. It'd be the biggest scam of like <laughs> of like generations. <laughs> The whole time, and those you'd be hitchhike- laughing and, and playing with your kids, and there's a real and, dead guy. And, and next you to never you. know, like those guys that hitchhike with you on the ride, they've <laughs> yeah. nearly killed like hundreds of people, <laughs> but they've always caught them just at the last minute. Yeah, and we never knew. Anyway, <laughs> now that would be a big story. That would be a good story. But the Colonial Revival style hotel uh, that was first opened in 1909 is sprawling to say the least. The hotel features 420 rooms plus bathrooms, dining areas, Ball, and ballrooms. That'd be ballrooms. What I say, bathrooms. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> they do they feature have bathrooms. 400, they probably have 800 bathrooms. <laughs> There's quite a few. The hotel features 420 20 rooms uh, plus ballrooms, dining areas, and undercover cave system. Undercover. Good grief! What is wrong with me? <laughs> underground cave system 
Undercover uh, more on that later. The hotel's most famous stunt, perhaps, was creeping out horror writer Stephen King so much that he penned The Shining. But several other guests retell ghost stories of their own, reporting lights flickering off and on. I, that happens to me when the light bulb's going out. Doors abruptly slamming shut. That's when any kid in my house comes or goes. Seeing shadows. <laughs> got a lamp. Uh, getting chills. Cold in the house. And hearing the laughter of children. Okay. Oh, but they're not hearing it when people are there. No. Oh, that's what you're no. saying. Okay. Before we narrow down the most haunted places in the hotel, is Scatman Crothers going to be in this? Who? Scatman Crothers. I don't know. You don't remember him from the movie? I haven't. I haven't. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was Hong Kong Fooey. Yeah, I do. Uh, not in the movie he was Hong Kong Fooey. Uh, but anyway. Uh, he we, said, hello, Doc. Ed, Doc. Yeah, I, I miss him. He was great. He yeah. was great. Hong Kong Fooey. Remember that? Oh, sure. So much. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's Fooey. He's Hong Kong. No, he's, no, he's no, that's he's Fooey. Before we narrow down the most haunted places in the hotel, we pick up a pointer from uh, a seasoned tour guide at the hotel on how best to capture ghosts on camera. Oh, sure. Her pro tip, take five or six quick shots to capture a fleeting spirit. <laughs> Maybe take another shot of something else first. <laughs> oh, and bring backup batteries because paranormal experts will tell you if spirits are present... They'll have a draining effect on your batteries. These guys have stock in Duracell. They're trying to sell as many batteries as possible. Now you're ready to capture dusty or I mean orbs. <laughs> a television screen outside of the Stanley Hotel's tour office features plenty of ghosts caught on camera by tour guests. Yeah, I spent a lot of time looking at that. Was some, some of those were really creepy. Yeah. Uh, ready to proceed? Here's where you're most uh, likely to find ghosts. And we double dog dare you uh, to book a night in room uh, in a room on the fourth floor. I'll go. Sure, sure. I would, Actually, I, uh, how expensive is it, though? The couple that we camp with all the time, Mike and Christy, stayed on the fourth floor. <laughs> yeah, they died. No, oh, no, okay. but they do have some really cool stories and photographs. Hmm. Um, we went camping last week. What weekend. was the John Cusack movie where he stays in that room? That's that's. I think it's based on the same thing. Because that, wasn't that a Stephen King movie? It was like uh, or Room 217 or something. Yeah, maybe it that's called? it. Maybe it's yeah. right in front of me. Maybe that's okay. it. All right, well, let's start with Room 217 and our ghostly, because it's October. It's, oh, oh, right, we've, oh, we've got oh, a spooktacular oh, story. Oh, 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 oh. Should I stop now? Yeah, should stop? you should. <clears throat> room 217. So the Stanley Hotel's famous, most famous room is, without a doubt, Room 217. It gained its popularity after famed horror writer Stephen King stayed the night with his wife, Tabitha, at the Stanley Hotel way back in 1974. Now, this night would forever change the image of the hotel. There was, there was a myth that room myth? 217 is off limits, but Craig, that's not true. You can book it and stay in the famous room. You'll, you can probably get on the waiting list. You'll have to get on the waiting list. It's, it's already no, booked up. No, 1408 was the, was the Yeah, that was it. Uh, you'll also enjoy a full Stephen King library inside that room. They got all his books in there on a cool little bookshelf. How are you going to read all those? But in, let's get back. You'd have to stay a long time. So Stephen and Tabitha King arrived at this hotel as it was being shut down for the winter months, but they were luckily able to spend the night. Stephen King actually had to talk them into letting him stay. Wow. So the place was almost empty. Wow. Now, this story was covered in depth. I'll get to that in a second. So anyway, the hotel is now opened all year round, but in 1974, they didn't have the proper HVAC system. So the Kings were placed in the presidential suite. In the what? Presidential you suite. Slur? <laughs> which was number 217, because it was one of the few rooms left with clean bed sheets and towels. So since the hotel was in the process of shutting down, there were no other guests checked in, and the Kings had the entire hotel to themselves. 
Now, Stephen spent a great deal of time drinking whiskey. This was back when he was going. He, he knew he was alcoholic and was trying. I didn't. To, I didn't know quit. he was an alcoholic. Yeah, he was back then, and and he talks a lot about it in his book, uh, a few of his books, a couple of his non-fictional. The, the, the moon shining. <laughs> That's a good one. Thank you. So uh, I'm playing all week. So, uh, but he had given in to temptation and was drinking whiskey at the Stanley's famous bar before taking a walk to explore the hotel and retiring to his room. Now, his bartender was named Lloyd. And if you've seen The Shining, you know the bartender is named Lloyd. He named this character after the bartender he met because it was just the two of them. That that was it, the hotel. So uh, while exploring the hotel later, uh, it was fabled that he ran into two children on the fourth floor, a sight he thought was strange since there were no other guests staying at the hotel. He was to find out soon that these children also did not belong to any of the staff members working at the premises. Hence, the two little girls. Yeah. They're not twins. Everybody calls them twins. They're Well, because they address the same. The characters are two years apart in the book. So, 10 and in 12. In the movie, they were pretty much presented as twins. So, after finally retiring to his room and falling no asleep. No way. You're right. In the There's the one scene after the blood comes out of the, uh, yeah. the elevator. That one of the girls, they they actually both drop their IDs, and you can see one no. of them is two years. No, there older is a scene the at the one. beginning of the movie though, when when Jack is interviewing for the job, where they say they talk about these two kids that were murdered. One was ten, and one was twelve. So anyway, if you say so, after retiring to his room and falling asleep, Stephen had a vivid nightmare, which caused him to jump awake in fear. On the previous night's exploration, he had noticed a fire hose in the hallway just before entering his room, uh, and he had dreamt that this was his that it was strangling his young son to death. At this this very object was now his son. If it's this, how many kids? Joe. Do you know how many kids he has? Uh, I think just the one. Well, his son then is a is a big contributor to his stories apparently because there's a documentary about Pet Cemetery. And his son, he did scoop him up right before he walked in the middle of the road where the big truck was coming down the road. Yeah, he's featured in a lot of his. But I'm saying that that's where. He's a writer himself now. And his, his fiction crosses lines that I'm not willing to read about. Um, it just, it was interesting because we don't, I don't want to get off base here too much, but there's a Pet Cemetery documentary either on Amazon or Netflix. I didn't realize the Pet Cemetery, the way it was spelled, everything. That was all real stuff. Well, up to the point of the supernatural part, but it's a. Uh, but he he took inspiration of actually scooping his kid up one day in front of that in that that busy road with all the trucks, yeah. and that's what made it into the the story that was yeah. actually real. So now you're saying that his son was what was in The Shining? You just you just said no no not in The Shining, but he had a nightmare that this oh, fire hose. Well, yeah, so yeah. he had a nightmare about it. it. Was his son? So again, the son contributing to yeah. That's right. That's what I was trying to say as I do this gesture with my Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he was dreaming. Do? Did you just hit the spring over there? I did. Don't he, do that. He dreamt that his son was strangled to death by this very object. After waking and feeling quite shook, Stephen got out of bed for his morning smoke. And by the time he had finished that cigarette, he had the story for his best-selling and now movie-adapted novel, The Shining, figured out all in his head, the whole story before whole story. he left the room. Well, that, that place, and, you know, I get creeped out sometimes just walking through a house that I'm not familiar with. You know, I went, you know, take care of the neighbor's house or something that's pitch black. I'm like, there's a little bit of that, ooh, that from being a kid, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know this place. Could you imagine walking through a scary, uh, a big, huge, nor- like, hotel? Yeah. Like that. There used to be a, uh, a Civil War home up in Hville where we grew up. Oh, right, yeah. Right there next to Center Point area. Yep. There. And I went through that place. 
And because the guy I lived there, I got to go through it one time, and it was creepy. I bet. I could not imagine if you actually were at a big hotel walking around by yourself how much uh, you, it would be creepy. You would come up with is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and if somebody like Stephen King, it was just fuel. And see, he they, they had taken this trip. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this. I'm not. Okay. Well, Never who mind. says? I'll tell you in a minute. All right. So while, oh, great. while this story is often associated with room 217, the room also has a ghost story of its own. Now, this story takes place in 1911 when the Stanley Hotel was powered by ga- gas lighting. They had electricity back then, but it was uh, a storm had come through and knocked it out. So they had switched back to the gas. D- during a severe storm, this power was lost and a maid was to enter room 217 to investigate. Elizabeth Wilson caused an explosion upon entering the room with a candle, partly destroying that part of the hotel and sending her crashing through the floor, landing on the floor below and breaking her ankles. Both of them. Dang. Yeah. And you know those buildings were built thicker than they are now, so that's pretty crazy to get through a floor. Now, Elizabeth survived the explosion and went on to live the rest of her happy and long life. Now, on the tour. Without ankles. On the tour, Craig, we were told a very interesting story about Elizabeth. And this one, but, but they made it clear on the tour that everything they talked about on the tour was copyrighted material. And they said, so don't spread any of this around. So you'll have to go. So you're not allowed to talk to your friends about it. Nope. Not on a podcast. I'm not. Okay, maybe not. (laughs) So you'll have to go to the Stanley. How do you copyright a story someone tells you? I'm telling you, man, this one gave me chills. But how do you copyright something somebody tells you? It's not, they're not, is it written? Is it? I'm sure it is. They they probably have to copyright. Whatever. (laughs) So anyway, uh. On that note, all the material for this episode, I got through my own research, and I didn't copyright it, so you can tell anybody you want to about this stuff. So now, many believe that she has returned to the hotel, we're talking about Elizabeth again, in death, and has taken a liking to hanging around room 217. Guests have reported that their belongings will become unpacked during their stay in this room, objects will move around on their own, and the disembodied voice of a woman can be heard during the night. Some have even claimed to see the apparition of Elizabeth. Apparition? Yeah, the the apparition of Elizabeth walking through room 217 and exiting straight through a wall, which was once the doorway. All right, let's talk about the concert hall. Do it. There's a lot of paranormal hubbub. That's hubbub. 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 Said to be happening in this famed concert hall, Paul Stanley, one of the well-known ghosts haunting the Stanley. (laughs) It's not Paul Stanley. (laughs) Oh, sorry, Paul. It's just Paul. Sorry. Was a jack of all trades around the hotel among his duties enforcing an 11 p.m. curfew at the hotel, which could be why guests and workers here get out. Too bad we can't stay. Being uttered. (laughs) That's right, Eddie. (laughs) uh, Being uttered late at night. The area is also a favorite spot for hotel founder Flora Stanley's ghost to play the piano. A few of Paul's antics, a construction worker reported he felt Paul nudge him while he was sanding the floors and tour groups on the Stanley ghost tour have reported he flickered a flashlight for them. Uh, And there's a guy. A maintenance guy in the hall hitting his flashlight, just trying to get to work. He said, hey, y'all watch this. They watch this goo. (laughs) Another another ghost known to wander about the concert hall is Lucy. Lucy. Hey, Lucy. I'm home. We're scaring the guests, Lucy. You got some splendid to do. (laughs) Who quite possibly was a runaway or homeless woman who found refuge in the hall. She entertains the request of ghost hunters, often communicating with them with flashing lights. 
You know, they could just have A-L-E-X-A do every bit of this. Yes, they could. Uh, Stanley historians, however, aren't quite sure about her pre-death connection to the hotel. So then there's rooms 401 and 428. More than a century ago, the entire fourth floor was a cavernous attic. Um, If we did band names still, we'd do cavernous (laughs) attic. Um... It's where female employees, children, and nannies stayed. Now, today's guests will report hearing children running around, laughing, giggling, and playing. Plus, there's a famous closet that tends to open and shut on its own in this room. Um, You really do get a badge of bravery for staying in any room on the fourth floor, but bonus points if you can book room 428. Guests have reported hearing footsteps above them and furniture moving around, but it uh, that's actually physically impossible given the slope of the roof. Tour guides, uh, the tour guides say, the real haunt in this room though is a friendly cowboy. Hi, kids! <laughs> I'm your cowboy ghost. I'm Woody. Be sure to eat your radishes. What? <laughs> anyway, who appears at the corner of the bed? Then there's the grand staircase. From antique mirrors and portraits, there's plenty to distract the eye on the grand staircase at the Stanley, but it could also be a popular passageway for the hotel's resident ghost. In 2016, a visitor from Houston snapped some photos on the grand staircase, and upon returning home and reviewing them, spotted an asparagus at the top of the staircase. (laughs) I think this was an, appara- an apparition. This is an apparatus. <laughs> an apparatus. They, they, they spotted a mechanical device at the top of the staircase. <laughs> the thing is, he doesn't remember. That's what it said. Yeah, it does. The thing is, he doesn't remember anybody else being on the staircase at the time he was taking the photographs. The ghostly image of a woman is at the top of the stairs. Okay, I'm going to talk about three uh, specific rooms real quick starting with room 407 now each of these three rooms have a little little story of their own so in room 407 people have reported being tucked in to this room well, that's nice a little boy said that he kept kicking his covers off but they kept coming back up throughout the night a little bit of fishing line uh, what, what a takes. great convenience i mean i'd really like to is. have this at my house I think bill gates has stuff like that <laughs> his, at his house his mother was quite shocked and said that she hadn't uh, woken during the night and certainly didn't keep covering him up. Another guest reported feeling someone sit on the edge of the bed, but when she turned the light on, no one was there, which is probably good. (laughs) She did, however, see an indention as if someone had just up. Now, room 418 is another one. Ghost children do mischievous things in this room. Can I ask a question? Sure. Okay, typically, if you believe what's told, Right. Something horrible has to happen at a place to make all these ghosts stick around, like some violent ending or some tragedy happened. Is there anything attached to this other than it was an old old hotel and everybody that died decided to stay? Oh, there. Yes, there are some some tragic stories. But due to copyrighted material, we cannot talk about that here on this podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to go into it. Go to the Stanley. Take the tour. You'll find out all this stuff on I'm your going own. going all the way to Denver to walk around a stupid hotel. It's not a stupid hotel. It's a beautiful hotel with a nice gift shop. Did you buy something? Ghost children do mischievous things in this room. Covers are sometimes removed during the night, and hangers are known to move on their own. Bathroom lights have also been reported to turn on and off on their own. A little girl, about four years old, and her mother stayed in there a few years ago. The following morning, the girl reported being tickled by a little boy during the night. Okay, honestly, to be fair, that that kid was arrested. She wasn't afraid, though. Instead, she simply told the little boy to stop, and he did. Cut it out. (laughs) 
All right, and finally, I'm going to discuss room 302. This is a real short one. 302. A male ghost has been seen. Wait, wait, wait. Is this a guy that delivers packages? No. As a shadow in this room, walking near the walls, photos have been known to fly off the walls, and Grant from Ghost Hunters had a table levitate while changing film. I can explain a couple of these. While changing film. Changing film. Could not, uh, it's not digital. Luck, yeah. you know? Oh, no, and also, he doesn't have digital. Yeah. So, so I can explain a little bit of this. I that male female doesn't really matter, but th- they're seen as a shadow in the room, right? They're walking near the walls. Well, if you're a shadow, where else are you going to be? <laughs> and photos have been known to fly off the walls. Well, when you are shadow and you're walking across the wall, you're going to hit all the photos. You're going to knock everything off. Everything's going to come likely. out. So I just don't think this is as impressive as they think it is. No, it really is. It's impressive. Whatever. It's a lot of fun. Oh, and by the way, they also filmed uh, the famous scene from Dumb and Dumber where, the, where they pull the Lamborghini up and uh, get out and Harry drags the girl down the steps and they're hanging I've got to watch that again. I recall zero about that movie. Oh, yeah. Except you want to hear an annoying, the most annoying noise. No, no, no I'm saying, but that's all yeah, I remember. Yeah. And I remember, so you say there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. So I've got to go back and watch that because I don't remember. I, really, I must have watched it too much because I've got like half of it memorized. When I they just, kill the owl in the bar. I don't remember it. Don't oh tell me. I don't, I, it's almost like, it's going to be like watching an, um, it's going to be like watching a movie brand new because I just don't remember yeah. any of it. Um, anyway, because, you know, after I had that liquid nitrogen accident, right. I forgot most of the... <laughs> well, Jim Carrey stayed in room 217 as they that were That would explain that. what's wrong with him. Uh, and he only stayed two hours. He made him change his room. <laughs> well, let's talk about the hotel at large. Eddie, who initially presented himself with a foul odor, <laughs> earning him the nickname Stinky Man. <laughs> That's what I call you. Thank you. Apparently offended by the moniker, Eddie switched tactics and began exuding a more pleasant smell. His presence, however, seems to cause discomfort, possibly due to a life of hardship, according to visiting physics. According to visiting. <laughs> for a minute there, I was like, what are physics doing there? Psych. Yeah, that too. I was trying to, the, the way it read, I was like, he went to visit some psychics and mediums and they told him or. I'm a large. I did say physics, though, which is funny. I used to I'm, be a medium. Now yeah. I'm large. <laughs> I was trying to say psychic so bad there. It just didn't come out right. Anyway, <laughs> due to the life of hardship, according to visiting psychics and mediums, he has since lightened up. Lighten up, Francis. Uh, but remains the resident prankster and apparently a ladies' man, often suspect of stroking the hair and kissing the cheeks of female guests. Eddie began. You know, do that when you're alive, you're a creep. You ghost that, you do it all day. <laughs> they come for it when you're uh-huh. a ghost. Eddie began visiting the Stanley just a few years ago and has no known connection to the property. Uh, it is wondered if Lucy and Eddie are simply a new demographic. Uh, what are simply a new demographic of guests? Yeah, the and, ghost guest. Oh, okay. And raises the raises the question of travel in the afterlife. No, it doesn't. A myriad. Oh, you're of, gonna travel one direction or the one, other. Yeah, one one way or the other. <laughs> um, a myriad of. If you go to the bad place, wouldn't it be awesome if at least if you could go down a water slide? No, no, Craig. There's nothing <laughs> no, awesome about because at the end, at the end, it'd be like. Craig, that's terrible. <laughs> you mean as you're traveling to your final destination? Yeah, when you get to the bottom, it just, you hit the heat. It just, it's terrible. I know. It's like when you take a hot. This skillet. is not a laughing matter. You take a hot skillet and you. Well, you know, for people that made that choice, hey, you know, <laughs> no, it's still terrible. A myriad of, and I'm not saying I like it. I'm just I'm trying to make light of the fact that it's don't. You don't. You don't, you, sir. You don't, stinky man. Whatever. A myriad of phenomenon. Phenomena. 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 
<laughs> not necessarily attributed to the aforementioned usual suspects. That's a pretty good movie. Has been reported throughout the property. My son hates that movie. The usual suspects? Yeah. He said it got such good press. He finally watched it. Or everybody talked about how great it was. Well, I'll give him that. Yeah. Because. It's no, no, no. Stand not up because, to the hype. Not. not but, wait. Yeah, not because of uh, no. I'm sorry, I've never seen that. I'm thinking, okay. I'm thinking Reservoir Dogs. We, we were discussing no Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir is a Dogs good is good. Usual Suspects. I never watch, and I'm probably going to be on board with that. But I understand because there are a lot of movies that people think are fantastic, yeah. and I've heard so much about them that when I finally see them, I mean they're okay. Yeah, honestly, I saw Fight Club for the first time. It was okay. The book was better. But I'm just saying, yeah. you know, I, I saw Big Lebowski. Oh, it's I a, love that but one. But it was okay. No, it's fantastic. When I, line it, when I put it in a list of all the- Bill Co- Murray? When I put it in a list of all the Coen Brothers films, it does not come into the top five. Um, It's just not as oh, good. Oh, that's a tough top five right there. With, Let's talk we'll, about that we'll, real quick. We'll explore that. Let's say, okay, I well, know- We know, oh, brother- I don't know. Hang on. My, my very favorite. Coen We're talking Brothers about movie, a hotel. This people are going to get mad at me. My favorite Coen Brothers movie is Fargo. That's good. My second is um, Raisin Arizona. Okay. My third is Burn After Reading. I've not seen that one. Um, now, the fourth, it could be Big Lebowski. And then the fifth. It's probably going to be, oh, brother, where art thou? That, that'll be my lineup, I believe. Um, well, I can't. You hadn't seen Burn After Reading? I've not seen that yet. It's got Brad Pitt. It is so good. Um, what about, was, uh, what's the one with, with me in it uh, with the hula hoop? Hug Sucker Prodsy. Uh, yeah, is that there? Is that, there? that is. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, it may not have been actually. Now that I think I believe it. it is, though. We are so easily. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, but I wanted to see real quick here. Um, well, no, wait a minute. I thought... What? Oh, I'm looking at the wrong thing. I was like, that's not Fargo. That's not... This isn't right. Fargo is just... When I saw that movie, I was like, this... Now, that's awesome movie making. And the TV show was just as good. Okay. So, I did like The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, but it's not going to be in the top five. No. And that one was straight to Netflix, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, True Grit was good, but it was... Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Um, No Country for Old Men. I liked it till the Loved ending. The it. ending made me mad. Love that one. I never saw Lady Killers. No. Oh Brother. Okay, so Oh Brother, Fargo. Yeah, Hudsucker was theirs. Barton Fink was, I was more confused. The long, I yeah, think Barton Miller's Fink. Crossing was good. Um, Raising Arizona. I think we're pretty close on our choices here. Raising Arizona there are, is there are a lot, lot, lot less than you think there, there are when you when you stop thinking about it. Anyway, we've digressed. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but the Coen Brothers... They're okay about it. I wish they'd do uh, their version of The Shining. I'd like to see it. Anyway, where were we? Uh, you were on the last paragraph, actually, before we get out of here. Okay. So, a myriad of phenomena. We talked about that already, right? Yes. Usual suspects. That's where we got off base right that's there. That's it. That's it. Has been reported throughout the property. The sound, okay. The sound of party goers, bygone celebrations, and children laughing, <laughs> particularly on the fourth floor where children and nannies were slaughtered. It yes. doesn't actually say that. It just yes. says once stayed. Were they were they passed? Well, I guess. No, they didn't. They don't really. Do they, <laughs> oh, they, but you couldn't tell me that. No. They can often be heard. The hotel's. Uh, what is the preternatural? Per, 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 no, preternatural. What? Yeah. What is that? Afterlife. But who uses that word? Not me. I'm not using that word. <laughs> don't use it, man. Skip it. It's preternatural. Preternatural. Anyway. Uh, afterlife is also often palpable (laughs) this person just wanted to use much words i couldn't say and has attracted professional skeptics 
and uh, paranormal investigators alike. The travel channels, we wish we could find a ghost adventure, <laughs> and sci-fi's, we really thought there might have been a ghost here, Hunters, are just two of the many teams to investigate the occurrences. Most claim to have heard voices and thumping and saw strange lights, shadows, orbs, whatever. Ghost Hunters lead investigator Jason, gosh, I really wish I could find a ghost, Hawes, had a glass on his nightstand shatter after he dropped it. No. Not long after the closet door opened and closed. I I get these guys that do the ghost. Here's the thing. And I know we got to go, but here, here's the, here, stick with me, folks. I'm with you. I get the appeal of the ghost shows. Don't get me wrong. Oh, it's fun. I get it's the, like a horror and movie. And I get the appeal of going, these guys going to some scary place and, and, and getting endorphins rushing. Sure. Getting a high off of yeah. it. Staying overnight, I can understand. But but just just because you can fall into that idea that, and if you want something bad enough, you're going to find it. Like, they're going to find something. Okay. Let, let me ask you this, Craig. So, you believe every ghost story that's actually happened, there's witnesses and things like that. You think it can be explained with earthly... No, I'm not even. I'm not even taking the side of whether or not I believe in ghosts. I'm saying these shows are are, are like the Bigfoot shows. Yeah. You never see a Bigfoot. The I think that weird things happen. Now I think I'm more along the lines of thinking of sinister type spirits, like yeah. like uh, demonic. Yep. Type Bingo. Stuff. I think that's I, it. I don't think I don't think that Susie died when she got kicked off by a horse and died and stuck around and then stuck around right. and now you see her on the swing out in the field where the horse and her used to be you know i just don't think that With, the, the it, grandpa was bludgeoned and then now you see him roaming right. around looking for his you know whatever i just don't i just think those are great stories now on the other hand if you read the history of like the bell witch that goes back to more of a sinister the only demonic way, the, thing. The only ghost that's ever killed someone. The only the, the a president of the United States documented. Yep. So, but I again, I think that goes back to, um, uh, a demonic presence. We, we're a hundred percent the same. Yeah. You and I share the same biblical worldview, right? Which is the Word of God says that, and we both believe this. When we pass, yeah. and everybody does, yeah. you're going to go to one place or the other. Yeah. There's two and places. So, so even aside from that, I mean, let's just for just for co- uh, conversation's sake, I think if you look around, you're going to have to have a little bit. Well, here's the funny thing. If you don't believe, but you believe in ghosts, I got to question something about you. Because you're already saying, yeah. if you believe in a ghost, you're telling me you believe in something happens after you die. Yeah. How about that? There's some there's some pulpit for you right there. How <laughs> about know. how about if you if you believe if you are the type of person that says God is not a real thing, and and that and you can't believe that He came here as Jesus, and I'm not turning this into a church. You don't have to flip the podcast off. But what I'm saying is. If you a have lot of a, people flip our podcast yeah, off. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Physically and yes. figuratively. If you can't believe that Jesus uh, was the son of God, but you can believe that you saw old man Jackson walking through swing, <laughs> swing, swing, yeah, old man Smith, McDonald, uh, walk, um, swinging his lantern through the down the railroad tracks. Yeah. That, that's inconsistent on your part. I mean, I mean, you're saying you believe something happens after somebody dies. Yeah. Why don't you stop and think about that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not, point. you know, I'm just good saying, point. just think about your process, your thought process. Yeah. It's easy to believe in 
old man Jenkins, whatever his name is, walking down this with his, you know, the ghost of him. But you, but, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I so, know exactly what you're so saying. So going back to what you asked me, I, it's easy. Um, it's easy for me to believe it could be more of a demonic presence yeah, that's or, what or I an think evil spirit yep. uh, uh, presence. And and if I believe that, and, and it's just so odd about it, is other people easily believe that. Yeah, I'll have an easier conversation trying to uh, trying to tell somebody there's an evil spirit than if I try to tell them there's a god. And that's just the funniest thing to me. <laughs> it really is. Anyway, didn't mean to go to the pulpit, but yes, I think I think there's something going on. I, I mean, in fact, according to Frieda, I know there's something going on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So anyway, we'll have a joke there for yeah, you. Well, and it's yeah. fun to think about these ghost stories, but you know, a lot of times when people are come to an early demise, evil is there, you know, and then, then things stick around. Anyway, maybe that's well, I don't know. Sure. Yeah, I don't really know. I mean, I don't think anybody knows, but I'm certainly not. There's gonna, something there. I'm not going to take it from somebody who buys a radio at, at Radio Shack and goes out there and sees blips on the light and says, "Oh, there it is." <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, feel free to go to weirdnewspodcast.com. Drop us a line. We'll get back to you. Ah. I mean, my spectacular. <laughs> the podcast's so good, it's frightening. <laughs> 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 <laughs>